Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Whether you're looking to get on your very first store shelf or you're looking to grow your national or even international food brand, this podcast is going to teach you what it really takes to launch, grow, and scale a packaged food brand. Hear the food founder journeys of brands growing in their industry so you can fast track your food business success. I'm your host, Ainsley, and this is the Food Founders Podcast. Hey, food friends. Today, I'm excited to be doing a solo episode for you as we wrap up season one of the Food Founders Podcast. I have had so much fun this past season chatting with some really, really great food founders, and this is just such a special place in my heart. As many of you know, I'm a previous food founder myself. I used to own a direct-to-consumer coffee company. I've also worked with some really, really fantastic brands of all different sizes over the past 12 years, and it's just been so much fun, and I have been able to really see the patterns of what works and what doesn't work when it comes to growing a packaged food or beverage company. I really like to look at it like success leaves clues. And when you look at the brands that are really doing well in the food industry, there are certainly some clues that they are leaving for you to be able to pick up on no matter where you are in your food journey right now. No matter what goal it is that you are chasing in your food business right now, someone else has probably already been there. There are thousands of products that line the grocery store shelves right now. There are multi-million dollar brands that are growing year over year. And there are companies raising great amount of money to help them grow their business all the time. So I say all of this to remind you that if other brands are doing it, so can you. You just need to figure out those success factors that have really helped them get to where they are so that you can get there as well. Everything can be figured out in this industry. You just need to turn to the right places, have the right mentors, get the right information, and really keep going at it. Guys, this is why I do everything that I do in the food industry. I am really dedicated to helping food founders figure out what it is that they need to figure out. That's why I have the Food Founders Podcast. That's why I have the Fab Community, where I work with food founders to help them grow a profitable business. And that's why I wrote the book, Branding Beyond Logos. I am here to help food founders succeed because I am dedicated to making the food industry a better one. And I really want to see food founders with amazing products that make a difference in the world lining our grocery store shelves, whether that be virtual or right there in a real grocery store. So I have spent a lot of time in the food industry. I have spoke with a lot of food founders from all different angles. And so today I really wanted to come on here in this solo episode and talk about my BMS system to growing a food business. So grab your pen, grab your paper. You're going to want to take some notes throughout this to help you work on these three key elements of having successful food business that's going to take you to the next level. So what is the BMS approach? The first piece of this is probably not going to be a surprise for many of you who know me and have heard me speak about everything in the food industry before. Uh, The first element here is branding. 
And the reason for this is because people buy brands. They do not buy products. We are emotional creatures. And when you have a really great brand, you are able to connect with people on an emotional level. And that is always going to go so much further than simply talking to them on a higher level in terms of ingredients or claims or simply what your product is that just isn't deep enough for consumers to really be compelled to buy you versus anything else. So when you've really done this upfront strategic brand work, you're going to understand not only where there's opportunity in the market, not only how you differentiate from your competitors, but you're going to understand exactly who you need to connect with and most importantly, what emotions you need to connect with them on. You're going to understand what motivates them, what scares them, what they are looking for in life. And when your brand can tap into that, this is where the real magic happens. And this is where people want to buy your brand over anyone else's. And they don't even see you as really having competitors because they look at you as being the only one in the category to be able to fulfill whatever need it is that they have. If you're selling a keto cookie, the fact is people aren't buying your keto cookie for just the fact that it's delicious. They are going keto, first of all, for some specific reason. What that reason is, that is on you to figure it out for exactly who you want to speak with within that category, but they're not doing it for just, you know, some random reason. They're doing it to either feel better about themselves, be stronger, stand out, fit in, but they're doing it for some emotional reason. And when you can really understand that and tap into that, when people buy your keto cookie, it is going to then become a representation of their identity. And this is so, so powerful. And I know some of you guys might be thinking, Ainsley, what are you talking about? It's just a keto cookie. People don't think that deep. And you're right. They don't consciously think that deep, but we are driven by a subconscious mind. And below the surface, this is what is attracting people to your product. It really does go this deep. So you really need to spend that upfront time to figure out exactly who your audience is, exactly what they need, and what are those emotional pieces behind it so that you can build a brand around that and continuously build on that brand over and over and over again and help consumers have your brand be part of their identity. So guys, I'll go back to what I said at the beginning here, that success leaves clues. And when I say the biggest brands in the world do this, guys, you you better believe they are absolutely doing this. They understand exactly what's happening in the market, very specifically who their audience is, and very specifically what emotions they need to connect with for those people. So success leaves clues. The biggest brands in the world are doing this. You need to be doing this too if that is what you want. Don't think that you figured this out in a different way other than them. um, I mean, we can obviously tweak things at different levels, yes, but if they are putting loads of time and energy and resources into figuring out their brand and their brand strategy before anything else, you better bet your butt that you want to do that too. 
Okay, so branding. You guys know I could go on and on about this all day long. So B, that is the first piece of the BMS system. And again, the BMS system is really the key to having a successful food or beverage product. So we've got branding. Next, we've got marketing. Marketing is how we share that brand with people and get them to drive sales. Now, a lot of people will say, Ainsley, I don't believe in marketing. We just need to focus in on sales. And absolutely not. Guys, how do you expect to get people to actually know about your product, know about your brand if you don't tell them? Marketing helps drive sales. Sales is the outcome of having great marketing and great branding. So don't just go and focus on your sales first, because if you don't have a brand and you don't have a marketing plan, how do you expect to drive sales? Focusing just on sales and ignoring branding and marketing is kind of like wanting to lose weight, but not wanting to exercise or eat healthier foods. How do you expect to lose weight if you're not going to do the two things that are going to lead to losing weight? This is the exact same thing in business. So sales is your outcome and branding and marketing are the drivers behind it. So you absolutely need to think of adding marketing into what you're doing to really grow your food business. And there are so many different marketing tactics that you can do to grow your food and beverage business. I'm not going to go into them today. We definitely have a ton of different traction channels that you can do. And we dive into them in the Fab Growth Academy and in the Fab Brand Accelerator. I'm not going to go in those today. I just want to let you know that you do definitely need to be looking at doing marketing to drive awareness of your product. Because if you have a great product that can change someone's life in whatever way that is, whether it's making them healthier, helping them save time, giving them joy, whatever that is, you owe it to them to yourself and to the world to get your product out there. So you need to drive awareness and this is done through marketing. You also need to drive trial of your product. This can be done through sampling or couponing, geo-targeted ads. There's dozens of different ways that you can drive trial, but you do really need to get people to try your product so they can then go on and buy your product. And the third piece, you need to get ways for people to repeat purchasing your product. You don't just want them to go and buy it once and that's it. That is going to cost you a lot of money and it's going to take you a lot of time to build a really big and successful food or beverage company. This is a volume game in the industry. And so you need to find ways to get more people buying your product more often. So, you know, email can be a great way of doing this. Influencers can be a great way of doing this. Having bundles can be a great way of doing this. There's tons of different levers that you can try for driving repeat purchase. But I just want you to make sure that you are taking into account driving those repeat purchases. So really, we need to drive awareness of our product from a marketing perspective. We need to do pieces to drive trial of our product. And we need to drive repeat purchases of our product. So that is the marketing piece of the BMS system. Okay, guys, now let's dive into the S of the BMS system. 
And you might have guessed by now, but this is sales. So branding, marketing, and sales. This is the trifecta of success in your food or beverage business. And I really make a point of going through all three of these elements anytime I'm working with a food company, no matter what size they are, so that we're touching on all three of these pieces, because this is what leads to food business success. It is not just sales, guys. I'm going to repeat that a couple times in here because I know some of you like to just focus in on that. Um, and I don't want you to do that because you're not going to get the sales if you don't focus in on the other elements. Now, on the flip side, there are some people who don't want to do sales at all in their business. They are afraid to do it. And a lot of this just comes from not having the knowledge of how selling in the food and beverage industry works. And I get it. It is definitely a complicated area to try to navigate by yourself, especially if you haven't been in this industry before. And you need to figure it out online these days as well. This is absolutely a piece of your business you cannot ignore is online selling. But you guys, you really do need to be focused a decent amount of effort on sales because you're running a business. And this is what differentiates a business from a hobby is having sales. So you need to focus in on sales. If you make the best keto cookies in the world, if no one buys them, you're not making any money. You don't have a business. You can just make keto cookies and share them with your friends and family. And that's great if that's what you want to do. But don't stress yourself out feeling like you're trying to create a business and it's not getting traction. I see a lot of people avoid this piece because it is this black box. You know, there's category managers, there's planograms, planogram windows, trade promotions, brokers, distributors. There's so many different pieces of the sales game, but it's absolutely figure outable. And lots of people have done it before. And there are lots of people there to help you figure this piece out so that you can drive sales of your business. Inside the FAB community, we do deep dives into how to actually sell into a head office, how to sell into smaller organizations so that you can really grow your business in the food and beverage industry. And this isn't just about going in and pitching your product to a head office and trying to get them to list it. You need to have a lot of other pieces figured out by here. You need to figure out the branding. Check. We've got this done by now. The marketing. Check. Absolutely done by now. But you also need to figure out what is that perfect price? What are the right stores for you? And how are you going to support this product in store? Now, this is definitely going to be different for every type of business out there, but really important for you to focus in on those three pieces there. What is the price? What is the place? And how are you going to support this product? And I really do want you to take a look honestly and see what are the right stores for my product. And please don't say just Whole Foods. Everyone wants to get into Whole Foods, guys, but <laughs> there are other stores that exist. And if you really want to get in there, you need to really be able to honestly tell yourself why your product should be on shelf versus any other product. Because that category manager and that buyer, they are getting pitches day in, day out from all other food brands that think that their product is number one to be on stores. So be honest and look at yourself and where the product and where the company is right now and say, am I ready to be here? 
do I fit the part? Do I look the part? Can I handle these extra orders? Is this going to delight the shopper at Whole Foods? And am I going to make the store money? And if you don't feel 100% confident about those pieces, wait, that's okay. You can work on building out those other elements to get there. But I really, I see so many people just striving to be on whole food shelf and that's the be all end all of your business. And there are a ton of other retailers and you're going to be able to grow your business in other places and make sure when you're going there, you are actually ready for that because you don't want to go in too early because you're going to leave a bad taste in people's mouths. So you really have to be transparent about where your business is with yourself. You really need to look in the mirror, guys, and just see where your business is right now and, and ask yourself those tough questions. And it's okay if you're not there right now. You know, Hopefully you're in this for the long haul so you know that there is time to adjust and pivot and get support where you need it to get ready to be in all those dream locations that you want to be in. And guys, I'll tell you, getting listed in retail stores really isn't as tough as you think. You maybe just haven't figured out how to do it yet. You maybe just haven't figured out how to position your product to really be listed in stores right now. I've personally sold in dozens of different products and programs to head offices and have sold to hundreds of independent stores over the years. And guess what? I used a consistent formula of how to do this. I took what worked from others in my industry and in the companies I've worked with, I tweaked that to adjust to my personal style, to the buyer I was selling with, to the product I was working with, and then I rinsed and repeated this formula over and over and over again when I was selling to be able to get more success each and every single time with getting the products listed. So whether this be getting a brand new product, I've had companies be able to create whole new sections of the store for different pieces I was selling in, getting massive displays in stores. It really comes down to a winning success formula for getting your product sold into stores. So again, if other people have done it, and I am proof right here that, my gosh, I've done it dozens of times, others can do it as well. And, you know, look around you. There are, again, thousands of products in the grocery store shelf. They have figured it out. You can figure it out too. So if you're not sure how to do that, reach out for support, join communities that can help you so that you can start getting your products on more shelves and into more homes. And guys, I'm not going to lie. I was not great at the beginning of sales. Of course not. I had never sold to a head office before. And honestly, I was intimidated by it. But one of the key lessons in successful selling is getting the other person excited about what's important to them. And once I figured out how to do this, things shifted in terms of how much easier selling became for me and also how much more fun I had doing it. And that, that just changed each and every single sales meeting that I've had over the years. Inside the Fab Growth Academy and the Fab Brand Accelerator, we dive into how to really create successful sales formulas. But for now, I really just want to leave you with one key piece with a selling perspective is how do you get the other person excited about your product? Whether that's at a farmer's market, at a head office, on Amazon, 
this is the piece that you need to figure out. You need to figure out how to transfer that enthusiasm from you to that other person. And really one of the key pieces of doing this is figuring out what's important to them. And that brings you all the way back to the brand piece at the beginning when we understand the emotional element and we understand what drives our consumer, we can then really easily understand how to sell to them because we know what's important. We know what drives them. So you've kind of got that figured out. That's for your online sales piece. You can drive those same pieces in when you're speaking with buyers and when you're speaking with category managers and store managers. But do the same thing, figure out what is important to them and be able to lean on that when you are going in to sell to them. Selling into retail does not need to be a black box, whether it's selling into head office or independent stores, look for people who have sold into retail as well and have really sat on the same side of the table as you have. You really want to look for people who have gone and sold into retailers just like you are so that you can learn from them and you can take what's worked for them and what hasn't worked for them and be able to fast track your food business success. Okay, guys, so that is the BMS approach. We have branding, how you create a brand that stands out and connects deeply with people. We've got marketing, how you get people to actually know about your product. And then finally, we have sales, which is the outcome of really great branding and really great marketing. And when we do sales in the food and beverage industry, this is sales to both the consumer and sales to head office. You really have two people that you need to figure out when you're selling. Uh, If you're not going to do just direct to consumer, you really have two people that you're selling to. So really, really important that you figure out how to master both here. All right, guys, I could talk about this BMS approach all day long, but I'm going to let you go. We'll be back next week with another Food Founder interview as we kick off season two of the Food Founders podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe, leave it a review. Let me know what you think. That really helps me make sure that I'm putting out content that you really love and enjoy. And it is great for our guests to know that they are providing value as well. Myself and the guests, we're trying to leave you guys clues on how you can have your food business reach the goals that you want in it. If you want to learn more about how to apply the BMS approach into your business, you can join the waitlist for the Fab Brand Accelerator, where the entire program is built on how to have these three elements played out and built for your specific business so that you can build a brand that stands out so you can have a marketing plan that drives sales and you can understand how to really get your product sold into stores. So I will leave the link in the description for you to join the wait list. And I can't wait to help you in there. That's it for me, guys. Thanks for tuning in again. And I will see you on here next week. Stay healthy and wealthy, my food friends. The Food Founders Podcast is brought to you by the Fab Growth Academy, the online hub for driven food and beverage business owners that want to get on more shelves, get into more homes, and really grow their food business. Inside the Fab Growth Academy, FAB standing for food and beverage. You'll have unlimited access to tools, resources, and training from myself and my food friends. So if you know you have a great product, 
let's work on building the business side of things so that more people can enjoy it and you can make the impact I know you want to make with your business. The Fab Growth Academy is now open. So hop on over to growmyfoodbrand.com to join me and your fellow food founders inside the Fab Growth Academy. I cannot wait to see you in there and help you grow your business.